It's the fundamentals. The, it, frankly, these are some soft skill things we're talking about. Right. That changes you from a vendor to a trusted partner. Every single individual has a story to tell. And they're great stories that need to be heard. I want every listener to know they have the ability to change the world. Welcome to the 1720 Podcast. All right, welcome back to the 1720 Podcast. Uh, today it's just me and Kevin here. Hello, hello. Hey, so we're going to do, um, man, lots of talk about, hey, you and Kevin, what are y'all talking about? What's what's y'all's story? Don't don't just interview folks. Let's talk um, about things that are important to you guys. And so we decided to sort of stop down and do some of this. Um, and I think today we talk fundamentals. What what are you doing uh, to manage the fundamentals of your job. And, and that's different between industries and practices and even business groups. Um, but that's where we start. Um, and I think the best, the, the thing that probably resonates most with people are stories. So maybe we go, um, a little story time with Kevin, uh, talk about some fundamentals stories, and then we'll dive through like, how do we implement some fundamentals? What is, what does the business model look like to make them work, et cetera? So Kev, let's, let's start there. Little, little story time. Sure. We had a project. Uh, that we recently wrapped up, and it was a really successful project for us and for our client. And so I had a conversation with our client, um, and he told us, hey, you did a really good job. And I wanted to take that a step further. I wanted to dig in and find out, well, what exactly did we do that made us stand out? And so he started listing some items, and he said, you picked up the phone and you answered emails. You showed up on time. You did what you say you were going to do. You got in front of issues. And I just had a long pause after hearing that. I'm like, well, we better have done all that. And what it told me is people aren't looking for the extraordinary to happen, but the extraordinary can be found in the consistent execution of these fundamentals. Yeah. So there's a few parts of that story that kind of jump out at me. Let's, let's double back to some of them, but I feel like there's a lot. We've had a few through the pod, this podcasting experience, but there's a lot of attaboys and you're like, man, I don't, that's cool, but I don't want an attaboy. I want some real feedback. Right. And so at some point along the way, you got an attaboy, but asked for more. So like, how did that, was it a conversation? Was it an email? How'd that come down? It was a phone call. So it was the project director. Um, and he just wanted to sing some praises and first off, even getting that phone call is a rarity. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I captured that moment as something to take back to the office. And honestly, I was trying to dig and see where we could get better too. So try to find out, all right, thanks for the attaboy, but where could we have been stronger? So on the next one together, we perform at an even in a higher level. Well, yeah, that's, and that's good. Like digging for feedback is always good. I think I mean upstream and downstream with your employees, with your customers, with your clients, um, but that's a good ask, right? Like, okay, cool. We, we did a great job. Why? Because right. I, I want a sharp, that's a sharp pencil, but I want that pencil to be sharper. That's right. Yeah. Um, how'd that conversation go? He was receptive to it or do you have to dig it out? No, he, he just started bullet listing these items and it was just, it caught me off guard. I was expecting him to say like, your guys set a record amount of glass. I couldn't believe how quickly the curtain wall went in. We just maintained the schedule. You know, we, we worked with other trade partners mm-hmm. because at times you c- there is a such thing as going too fast. And if you outrun waterproofing and flashing, right. you're actually detrimental to the schedule and detrimental to the quality. 
So we just flowed well. And nothing he said was like, this was the best thing ever, but the fundamentals made us stand out as one of the premier contractors that he's worked with in a long while. Yeah, I think we get that a lot in my industry too. And, and I don't have a great story like that, but I will say sort of the inverse is one of the primary complaints about their about attorneys is that they don't never hear from them. Most clients crave communication and that just goes to fundamentals, like just keeping someone updated as to what's going on. Very basic. But when you do that well, it's a game changer. Those little items day by day when you get that email and you don't have an answer, but you reply that you don't have an answer. Hey, I'm working on this. I see it. I don't have an answer for you right now, but I'll have it as soon as I can. That non-answer is an answer, and then that puts them at peace that, all right, they, they got it. I'm going to move on because a general contractor has a million things to do where, as a trade partner, I'm just one scope of many on that project. Yeah, that's a good – if you're looking for a, a nugget to take away here, a wisdom nugget, as Kevin would say, um, that's a great one. The response that just says, I don't know, yeah. but I'm working on it is way better because the person on the other end of the line, so to speak, if they don't hear back, they think they're being ignored. They think that you dropped the ball, whatever. Insert their own you know, agenda or whatever into that there. But just the, the I got it. I don't know. Give me a couple days. Effective communication. Effective communication, which kind of takes it back to fundamentals, right? That's a fundamental issue. Um, all right. So that's a great, that's a great story and, and a great sort of analog or, or prelude maybe is the right word to, uh, Sticking to them, you got to do the, the fundamentals right. How do you do it? How do you take, how do you identify what the fundamentals are? And then how do you make them stick in your business? It's challenging. Yeah, it is super right. challenging. Um, it starts with us. We have to roll it out as leaders. Um, and it's just that rinse and repeat of have a plan, execute the plan, have a plan, execute the plan, recalibrate when it's necessary. Um, meeting with your team often, getting that buy-in, uh, getting advice and feedback because the, the boots on the ground are going to have some great items to bring to the table that will make us better. Um, each, each Monday we have a strategy meeting, um, where to start, we go over some general items before we go division by division. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one section is open discussion and the three sub bullets in there is what's working well. What isn't an ideas and opportunities? So when we get to that point, we just rest there and I, I'll give it five to 10 seconds of awkward silence just in case sure. somebody's drumming something up on the fly. But then we log that stuff. And what I'm so proud of my team for doing is the follow through. So once it's on there, everybody knows that's a tattoo that's going to be there. And how do we get better with it? It could be a very small thing. But it might be a big thing to that person that brought it to the table. So we're all going to work on it together as a team. Okay. So that's interesting too. Um, what I'm not asking for the secret sauce here. I don't think that's the, the, like the, the, the focus of this, right? More gen, in more generalities. Like what types of things end up on the board? The personnel issues? Are they process issues? Are they? Personnel issues, that's more of a private thing that sure. people would bring if there's something that come up, at least in, in our office. It's more process. We see a miss. We see a swing and a miss, and or we see a process that we rolled out that's just not working. One example, in our manufacturing warehouse, we used to use a TV screen to do our inbound and outbound deliveries, mm -hmm. and it just kept going to the wayside after a day or two. 
So we brought it up in that strategy meeting, like, Hey, we need to get better at this because we need to know what's coming in in advance and our shop needs to know what's coming in. Mm-hmm. And we have to have a plan in advance for what's going out. So we thought about it together as a group, brought in just an old school rolling uh, marker board and we gridded it with a calendar and just have this rolling calendar. Uh, red is inbound, the red markers inbound, the green is outbound. And when the project manager or whoever knows that something's coming or something needs to go, write it on the board. Mm-hmm. And ever since we did that, we haven't missed. Man, I feel like we could just completely divert from fundamentals and talk about process improvement. Probably not prudent use of our time. We're sticking on fundamentals, which is <laughs> a funny way to think about that. We're going to stick to the basics. But um, there's a whole a whole side piece to process improvement. And I think you've hit on something really good there that people with their doors closed in their offices don't improve processes. In fact, they probably make them worse. Right. You you need the collective, literal groupthink so that you can understand, no, that the, the TV doesn't work. Nobody can see it. Nobody looks at it. It's too high. It's too low. We need a, a better system. We need a different system. We need a, you know, and, and you can't do that without engaging the people who are utilizing and implementing the systems and the processes. Yeah. And if you don't open that up to a, quote unquote, public forum, then one person might be struggling with it while two others have the absolute answer. Mm -hmm. So if you don't bring that conversational flow to the table, it's really hard to get better as a team. And then it's really hard to have a unified direction because the last thing we want is every person in their individual office doing things a different way Mm -hmm. and providing a different set of language or information to our shop team, to our field team. So then every time they get it, it looks different. Man, we are as an industry attorneys, super guilty of that because everybody has the right way to do it. Right. And this notion that we're going to conform for the purposes of, of uh, just what would appear to be just for the purposes of conforming um, is really a problem. In fact, we talked about it. We did, um, I think last week when we talked with Rocky, I was telling him how his uh, five steps to empowerment I was going to talk about in, in uh, associate reviews, and I did. Um, but one of the things I talked about was this notion that in order to, to frankly be successful, you need to figure out the many different ways that everybody does something. Right. Which now that we're kind of kicking that around is terrible advice. We need to figure out the one way to do it. Uh, and then everybody do it that way for purposes of process improvement, streamlining our operations, et cetera. So. Uh, there you go. A little wisdom nugget for me today. Mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. Okay, so let's flip to uh, talking about – we're talking about what it means and consistent messaging with their teams and open forums and stuff, uh, things like that. But how do you how do you do it? Like, I mean, there has to be some top-down implementation of this fundamentals idea. So how, how do you do it? How do you, how do you implement it from the top? Without going into specific strategy because I don't want to lose people on the minutia of it, it's – Walking the talk. So when you roll something out, you put it into action. And then when it's, when it becomes something of old, right? It's not the latest hot topic, following up on it mm-hmm. and checking the board. And there's times where I'll step in and run a job as a project manager. If, if our guys are at capacity and there's a way I can help them out, I'll run it. And I follow all those processes to a T. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to lead by example, not just with our strategy implementation, but my action in that current role. There's an interesting idea in that. And I'll, I'll tell a stupid story that doesn't make much sense, but bear with me. <laughs> um, 
I coach a couple of basketball teams. We have all these plays that we run, right? They get a, this, that, and another. Um, but I was telling, I'm, I'm in the huddle, kneeled down amongst, you know, eight, 12 year olds. And I'm trying to explain to them that we have a process, but we need to be flexible enough within the terms of that process, right? And so this is something that you're talking about is there's a process. We're going to implement it. But if we need to deviate from the play, then let's bring it up in the meeting and figure out that the process isn't working. And so the analogy I use with them is that uh, basketball is not classical music, it's jazz. You know, like it's a right. little more freestyle. Like we have notes on a page, but if we need to change them for purposes of succeeding right here, we're going to change them. And that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Uh, process management is jazz, right? It's We have plans, there's notes on the page, but somebody needs to open the floor to say, hey, is this is this music still sound right? Right, because... As soon as you send those kids out to run that play, some big old defender yeah. oh, gets yeah. in their face and plan's gone. Plan's gone. Yeah. So how do you regroup from that? Yeah. Well, it's a little, it's a little deviating from fundamentals. This idea that process is, is jazz, I guess, as I've said, but I think it is on point that like part of the fundamental of this is being adaptable and, right. and saying, you know what? These are our fundamentals. And then next week saying, you know what? We, we need another one or we need to take that one off because that's not part of it. You know what I mean? And what what really gets me is when I see us making a mistake, because I'm not out here trying to say that we do all things right. We make plenty of mistakes. But some of the mistakes that were avoidable, they really, really get at me. Because for the most part, we're in a competitive market and industry, and we're also in a relationship industry. Mm -hmm. And more times than not, I'm not the low number. So if somebody's paying a premium for our service, well, we better show up and we better execute. Right. And so that's very near and dear to me. Um, so rolling out these fundamentals and hitting them and making sure that we're doing these things are what secure more work. It brings us full circle. That's that's a great sort of wrap point. But bef- before we get there, let's talk about broad. Like how do you how do you roll it out? What's your broadcast strategy for communicating fundamentals? Like what's that look like? Successes, wins, opportunity. How have you done it? Yeah, man, I've tried a lot. Um, I've tried a lot of kind of sayings, expressions, um, using tidbits from books, um, mentioned in strategy meeting notes that guys, we got to get back to the blocking and tackling, you know, and everybody knows what we're talking about, but I could see over time that it just, it just wasn't sticking. Um, we have a training program called, uh, glass 101. Mm-hmm. which we train uh, new hires. Uh, let's say a college, a kid comes out of college, has very, very limited experience. Well, let's take this back to the very beginning, surfaces of glass, finishes of aluminum, different types of systems. Mm-hmm. And so we started referring it as the 101. We got to get back to the 101. Again, it, it kind of stuck, but it didn't stick around for, for a while. Um, the one that has stuck is playing offense instead of defense. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is – Let's not just scramble when a mistake is made and try to figure it out and go from there. It's how do we get in front of that issue proactively? Um, is that with a position? Is that with a process? Is that with communication? Is that with strategy? There's so many opportunities for us to play offense. And they say that defense wins championships, but you have to have points on the board to win. Oh, yeah, for sure. So some de- – Oh, go ahead. Well, I'll give you a basketball analogy again. We played on Saturday and held the team to 11 points in the first half, which should have been a successful story, except we only had five. 
Yeah. And so you, yeah, to your point, you got to get buckets, man. You yeah. You got to get buckets. Well, and the Bears lost 13 to three. Defense played great, but, but, you know, you need those things called touchdowns. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right. So we're playing offense. Yeah. Trying to play offense. And a big thing that we've done is kickoff meetings. So, uh, and not just one and done. So our sales team sells a job and it's in their court. They punted to project management as a kickoff. So here's the baton going from estimating to project management. Mm. And before we really started diving into that, that, that kind of became the extent of, uh, of the fundamentals of just of a kickoff meeting. But then we started taking a series of kickoff meetings. So now that kickoff meeting happens for project management. That kickoff meeting happens for our production team. Like, Hey, before we draw this thing, what hangups on these systems have we had? So we don't draw them and make the same mistake. Right. Same thing with the field. The field's in on that. And we have the, these collective series of meetings to make sure before we draw something, before we order something, uh, before we install something, we got those measures in place. Mm-hmm. So would you say that this notion of, of playing offense is, is the fundamental or is that the strategy you're using to implement your fundamentals? Ooh, good question. Playing offense is like the umbrella strategy that people can rally behind to start rolling out the fundamentals and remember the fundamentals. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily call it the fundamental. I'd call it the, the strategy. strategy. That makes because sense. what I see is how I know it that it caught on is we have roles like a safety role. like, And I don't want that safety role only reporting issues. I want them going out to site and training people. Mm-hmm. I want them. Yeah, that's uh, offense. Yeah, training and uh, discovering and trying to get ahead of issues before they actually happen. Same thing with our QC, so QC person. So that's a full-time position just dedicated to quality control. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that role can be funneled into testing. So testing of our systems. Uh, if there's an issue, they go out on a warranty claim. No, Let's go prevent a warranty claim. Yeah, right. And so those are all playing offense. And just the other week, the the quality manager in our office said, man, I'm going out to this job site this week. I'm going to go play offense. I'm like, it's sticking. Got him. Um, what's your buy-in rate on that? Like, obviously, you have high adopters. You have folks who are like, that's dumb. I'm never doing it. What, what, do you, what would you say? Just you're going to have to just randomly assign a percentage here. But what's your buy-in? <laughs> I'm thinking of the ESPN show, Pardon the Interruption, where <laughs> they ask for a percentage and the other guy absolutely doesn't give a percentage. Yeah, I'm going to go pretty high. Yeah. I'm going to go pretty high, maybe not on the tagline. So everybody's rally cry might not be offense, mm-hmm. but they see it, they start seeing the successes of the fundamentals because their job gets a little bit easier. Yeah. And they're bought in on the fundamentals. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the theme of playing offense, but what I do know is it's working. Right. Well, that's a good um, parlay maybe to the next thing we were going to talk about, which is why. Like, why Why are we doing it? Why are we trying to consistently execute on our fundamentals? I think there's a few takeaways as to, and we've hit a few of them here, but just to put a bow on this, what are the, what are the reasons why focusing on the fundamentals even really matters? What's the business use? What's the, the personnel use? Why does it matter? Consistent execution of the fundamentals, I mean, it reduces rework. And that's a huge thing with what we're doing um, that is a budget kill for a project manager, for the estimator, for the field team, for the shop, 
when you have to go redo some things, man, yeah. it, it it makes your job less fun because now you're trying to expedite all your materials. Uh, contractors probably not that happy. It's just it's so it's just not not good. Yeah, um, and it's not good not just for an afternoon. It's not good for weeks. I would imagine when you have to do it all. Right. Yeah. And that's so a, that's a morale kill. When you get on the other side of that, and you see that doing these proactive things, playing offense, uh, helps your job and helps the project. I mean, you're going to be fully on board. Yeah. Um, it definitely helps the bottom line. I mean, when you do things once, it helps with if you're a project manager and your leadership's watching your projects and you're bringing them in under budget, man, you're a celebrity. Yeah, right. It's right. very important. Uh, promotes future work. So we kind of hit on that with the the cost item a few minutes ago. But us showing up and doing the right thing and being proactive and getting the team involved early, it makes an easier experience for our general contractor where on the next one, they're like, man, they were a little bit higher, but I didn't have to touch them. Right. We're not going to have any troubles. And that has a dollar value associated to it. It absolutely does. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> well, and it goes to help. I mean, you, you touched on it with the first one, but this rework, we rework kills morale, right? So it has to have some impact there too, about just personnel, how they feel about this. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it makes for a happy office culture. When you, are selling work when you are executing at a high level, people are having fun. They're not miserable with their job. And that reflects back to your client. It reflects back to your colleagues. And it's a really, really big deal, especially with younger generations coming in. They want to have fun at work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Well, and I mean, to your point, I think at the beginning of this is, you know, what's the downside to doing this? What's the downside to executing the fundamentals and avoiding mistakes and doing it right the first time and focusing on all of these processes that allow you to do that. What's the downside? Zero. And there's nothing on this list about technical expertise. I'm, I'm in a very technical trade with doing unitized curb wall. And there's a lot of parts and pieces, but that's not what we're talking about here. Right. There's nothing on this list that has anything to do with that. It's just show up, do what you say you're going to do. Be on time, respond, communicate, and work together. Yeah, we, we had a long time ago, uh, let's see, it'll be, it's probably almost a decade ago. Shout out to Pat Nunnally right here, um, who came and did some business development work for us. And one of the things that he sort of instilled was some of these fundamental things, right? Like making connections, picking up the phone, responding to emails, communication, all the you know, fundamentals. But the overlay to that was that you're presumed to be technically proficient. Right. Nobody's calling me and saying, Hey, have you ever filed a lien before? Have you? No, they, I can do that. Yes, yeah, I know. I don't know how to do it, so I need to call you. Correct. Yeah, and so it, it, that's a silly little example, but the point being, like, nobody's wondering, like, hmm, can Kevin's company actually execute this job? That's a that's a given. You you have to execute. The technical proficiency has to be there. It's the fundamentals. The it, frankly, these are some soft skill things we're talking about. Right. That changes you from a vendor. To a trusted partner on a job site. And it goes to all these different things. It reduces your work. It helps get more, it helps get more jobs. Frankly, it helps smooth over issues. Um, it helps the folks in your office be more happy to be there. And to your point, there is no downside. Yeah. And to bring this full circle, it brings more of those special moments and phone calls with a client where they give you that feedback that you guys did a really good job. Right. Right. All right. Well, well, coming up on one of our next episodes is going to be the value of community. 
and just having a group of people that you can talk to about stuff. And so here's my challenge to listeners is go over to wherever you pick this up from LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever you picked it up and leave a little comment about how you're doing on the fundamentals or how the fundamentals influence or impact your job or ideas that you have or challenges that you thought of or frankly responses to some of the things we're talking about. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right. We'll talk to you soon.